0: This is Beth. And this is Jeff. And this is your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're here to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self condemnation, fear and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness and
1: freedom in Christ. Hey, everybody, welcome back to your Enneagram Coach, the podcast. I am Angie Elkins, producer of the show, and I have here with me several of our YEC team members. Everybody say hey.
2: Hello. Hello.
3: Hey,
1: everybody. And we've got a little fun-filled episode for you today around the movie Home Alone. Now, recently, I'm going to give you credit, Adam, because Adam brought to the team the idea that we all discuss what would we do if we were in the shoes of Kevin McAllister in the movie Home Alone. So before I introduce our team to you or let them introduce themselves, I'm going to tell you guys who are listening, who were born after 1990, (laughs) a little bit about the movie Home Alone. Okay. Home Alone was released in 1990, screenplay by John Hughes, for those of you who do not know that, starring Macaulay Culkin. And it actually was written especially for him. This role was. Did y'all know that?
3: didn't know that.
1: The house yep. from the Home Alone movie is in Winnetka, Illinois. Did I say that right?
3: So, so it's like a Chicago sure. suburb, right? Yeah.
1: I guess so. I don't know. And interesting fact, this is my last interesting fact. Uh, there is an urban legend that Elvis is actually an extra in the airport scene where the mom's trying to get home to Kevin. So if you would like to see the clip, there is a clip of that scene specifically on mentalfloss.com that I will link to in the show notes. You're welcome.
3: This is, this is my favorite Christmas movie. So Macaulay Culkin, so eight-year-old Kevin McAllister is a little bit of a brat, to us be honest about that. And um, he gets himself put up in the attic the night before his family, the McAllister family, is supposed to, supposed to spend Christmas in Paris. They're going to leave. Through a series of unfortunate events, the the McAllisters mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin. So Kevin wakes up to an empty house. His family's gone. Talk and about first, childhood
1: wounds, let's hey, just say. Hey,
3: I'm going to get into the six. Talk about a six core fear of abandonment <laughs> being activated. Holy cow. <laughs> okay, but we'll get into that in a second. So no one's home. Uh, and at first, Kevin is excited about this because the night before, he had gotten into some conflict with his family. Uh, He made a wish that his whole family would disappear, and when he wakes up, he assumes that his wish has come true. Uh, (laughs) But then his excitement is spoiled when he realizes that two con men, played by the great Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, plan to rob the McAllister residence, or as they call it, the silver tuna, and uh, (laughs) Kevin has to protect the family home. Now... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Kevin has a dilemma. He's he's home alone. That hence the title of of the of the film. And yep. he has to protect the McAllister home. And uh he has to do it all by himself and he and he doesn't know where his family is or if he's wished them away or what's happened. And so that's the that's the plot. That's the scenario.
1: Adam, this one's for you. Okay. What Enneagram type do you think Kevin McAllister is? Oh,
3: listen. I, I'm, I get a lot and I welcome all the feedback here from from listeners, from everybody on this call <laughs> but I get a lot of sixy vibes from Kevin. I think there's a lot of sexy stuff, six-ish mm-hmm. kind of vibes that you pick up with with Kevin because you get this vibe that he's thought through everything. Um, you know, he, he has every all the what-ifs. Every entrance mm. is covered, whether it's ice on the stairs or a searing hot doorknob. If you're gonna try to come through the window, he's got you. You know you're gonna step on Legos, and the glass Christmas ornaments are waiting to destroy your feet. Uh, If you want to chase him upstairs, great. He's got paint cans with ropes tied to them, and you're gonna lose your gold tooth. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, if you want to chase him out the window to the treehouse, he's gonna cut the rope and then set it on fire. In Home Alone Two. You know, he knows somehow he's thought he's thought through like he knows that you're going to put your head in the toilet after he set your head on fire. So he puts kerosene <laughs> in the toilet. It's it's just like he's thought through it all, all the what yep. ifs, all the scenarios like he's. And so I I mean, you know, I mean, pro, prove me wrong. I well, I second.
1: think Abby, Abby, do you agree? A hundred percent. Yeah, he's a six.
0: <laughs> well, and what type are you, Adam and Abby?
4: I'm a six
3: I would be I'm not biased yeah
0: he's definitely a six insightful Insightful. uh,
5: so this is Jeff McCord um the Enneagram coach's husband that's all you need to know (laughs) um but six there's there's a part of me that thinks though the initial reaction to his family abandoning him was I can live my best life now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's That true. doesn't
5: feel like a sick spot. That's true. My first core memory of little Jeffrey is as a five-year-old, my parents went to go, they were moving that day. And I stayed, I found out last year that I was staying at my grandfather's, grandparents' house. And I spent the day looking out the window, wondering if they were ever going to come back and get me.
1: That just got real dark. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Wow. All the
0: sixes are feeling it right now.
5: So I did not immediately think this is going to be awesome. I'm going to go on an adventure.
4: Mm -hmm. So to that, (laughs) I would agree because Adam, we were having a little private DM earlier with a few of us um, sixes. And one of the things that I noted was number one, if you as a six, I feel like he would have never been home alone to begin with, because he would have been more like the Kevin in Home Alone 2, where like, where's Kevin? And he's already in the van. He's already got his bags. He's like preloaded self, you know, self accounted for. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also, yes, when he is home, I feel like my gut reaction would be, okay, now I need to find help. Like, let me go through the list of all the things that I need to do in order to be safe as opposed to party hardy.
5: This is going to be an episode of memories for me. So whenever <laughs> I was in elementary school, uh, I s- slept walked. And mm-hmm. so um, there was one evening, <laughs> Beth, Beth is just turned away laughing right now. <laughs> this is my response to what happens when a crisis is happening. Um, I jumped into my closet to try to avoid the flames that were happening in my nightmare. I stripped <laughs> off all of my clothes except for my underwear, my tidy whities. <laughs> Went into the living room and yelled, "Mom and dad, get out of the house." <laughs> Sprinted across the street and knocked on the neighbor's door like, "Let me in, I need help." <laughs> so, I wasn't there to fight the fire. I was there to go get help. Yeah. I'm not sure if this kid is a six.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
5: Now, of course, that just might be Jeff's right. abandonment issue. So I may be, should be sharing way too much
3: over here. but I just want to go on record that this is the second time you've told this wonderful story on a podcast. And I, I'm going to try too. to work this in <laughs> any time we're... We're on the podcast together. I'm going to try to work this story. <laughs> it's I my like favorite. It. I, well, and here's my... the thing. It's your nightmare, but it's my life. I feel like that's how I live <laughs> every You're day. You're running
5: around in your underwear?
3: <laughs> I might as well I, be. I and everything's that. on fire, and I'm vulnerable. That's what it feels.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so if you wanted to know what it's like to be a six, there you go. There it is. Abby, there it is. <laughs> Abby's covering her face. Well, I... My, this is Beth. Oh the, no! Coach. Oh, now
5: the professional enneagram coach comes in <laughs> yeah. and yeah. he's gonna correct but us all. But I
0: haven't, I haven't watched it in a while, but I have seen it several times. My gut, though, I, I haven't studied it, so again, I would love to hear other people's thoughts. My gut says seven because oh. he leans hard into the sixth space, and I can just see Chris, Christina Shear, who's yes. on this podcast as well. Yeah, like she navigates things like there's no one's business we call her our air traffic controller <laughs> but with joy mm-hmm. and so she's navigating why you see the team and all the stuff that's happening but she does it with like a smile and with some joy um and so i kind of see you know kevin in the movie as that kind of you know pushing you know the family's buttons wanting what he wants <laughs> wishing his family away and like getting his wish like this is awesome this is exciting but then, yeah, the sixth, the sixth moment of, hey, we got to lock this down. We got to think through. And he's creative. Sevens are super creative. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking of all the ways that he can protect himself and the home. But he does it also with some kind of fun flair, right? Like he yeah. has these cutouts of people dancing and he's dancing. Like, who's dancing <laughs> when your house That's is going true. to be broken That's into? Who point. does this?
5: Yeah,
6: I,
0: I, wasn't, I wasn't
5: dancing.
6: Joe here from Michigan. Uh he avoids pain the entire movie, the pain that his family right. left him.
3: Oh, oh a Joe, with a mic drop.
0: That's, that's right. right. Wow. Joe, Joe, your type is what?
6: I identify as a five Enneagram yeah. coach from Michigan.
0: Yeah, Joe took our Become an Enneagram coach course a couple of years ago. So he's a certified coach. We brought him in to represent type fives who yes. won the uh, zombie apocalypse. So congratulations, <laughs> Joe. You You are the winner. Um, but yeah, bringing that insight, I think is super, And but then I he know. also has that eight, right? Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he brings in that strength of protection. No one's going to harm me. I can do this. You know, that there's that eight quality in him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, pretty remarkable as well. So Brandon, our resident type three.
2: Yes. My name is Brandon. I am a type three. Um, man, I think I was really Thinking that you guys were on the right track with the seven thing, um and I also was thinking, I was thinking maybe like elements of type five having just like details and like all these like, like like basically building kind of a Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine in his house. If you've ever seen those before, but I was like, I don't know if he himself is a type five, but seven and five are connected, mm-hmm. so I think. I think the seventh theory is, is solid. Pretty
1: good. So here's a couple of things I noticed about him that I thought were very unusual. And I wondered if they could be type specific. Of course, these are behaviors and we don't, our intention is not to stereotype. I want to say that on behalf of Beth, because we definitely don't like to stereotype around here, but we are just kind of speaking from our own type. But I did notice he took multiple showers. (laughs) He did laundry. And he went shopping. He did things like very responsible things. By the way, he was playing an eight-year-old child. Macaulay Culkin was actually 10 when he filmed this. And honestly, I would have guessed he was six.
0: My thought with that would be if we were to stick with the seven theme Mm -hmm. is that he was under stress, right? So he's picking up some of those one type qualities, being responsible. Mm -hmm. And, and as a seven, it's like, Hey, it's great if everyone else can take care of these mundane, boring tasks, but uh, no one's around. So that one probably kicked in, especially the responsible six wing kicks in and Mm -hmm. the eight get it done kicks in as
1: well. Yeah. That's that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about what we would have done if we had been left home alone. And Jeff, I know you have a story about this because you you were left home alone. So why don't why don't you tell us?
5: Yes. Well, I mean, one clearly, I have a tendency to want to go get help, despite whatever clothes I may or may not be wearing. Uh, <laughs> but so, my mom loved Stephen King books. Okay. Uh, which also translated to horror movies. And so for some reason, I remember being home alone. My parents had gone out and I'm just at home and I watched a horror movie. I don't remember what, if it was zombies, if it was vampires, what whatever arch enemies to humanity we've come up with in, muti- in movies, they were clearly in the backyard and I knew they were in the backyard. <laughs> And so I did not think to myself, what do I need to do to go kill them? I built a tent. And as a child, everybody knows that when you build a tent, you're protected from everything. Right. And totally. so I, I hid in a tent. So <laughs> I, I, I would have not um, built any devices to harm people. I would have had.
1: Well, there is that scene when he ziplined into the tree house. And I thought to myself, I would have done that way earlier. I would have done that so mm-hmm. nobody could find me. But, okay, mm-hmm. this may surprise you as an Enneagram 8 about what I'm about to say. I would have been afraid. If I had been left home alone like that, I would have been afraid. And I would have gone and found a neighbor. I, I mean, all the family members were gone, so you couldn't call a family member but I would have found a neighbor or called someone from church in my case and said, I've been left home alone and I would have gone to their house in the end. After I opened the presents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so funny that you even mentioned
0: it. I like never once ever thought, are there presents? (laughs) Never. Never.
5: Yeah. I don't even think I brought snacks into my tent and like, I, I just immediately just went into protective mode.
0: Yeah. So, As a type nine, I would be, because I think we were, the question was like, would this happen to you? And as a nine, we're all going, well, yeah, of course. I'd be overlooked.
5: (laughs) I live overlooked.
0: (laughs) And then, so then if I got left at home, I would probably get overwhelmed and initially shut down. But then I would definitely go to a neighbor's house and Mm -hmm. get help because just remember this was 1990 there were no cell phones like it wasn't mm-hmm. like you could just pick up a cell phone yeah. or even like if you like calling people at your church at nine years old or whatever yeah. age he was like I don't think I even knew where to look to get someone's phone number yeah <laughs> <laughs>
4: I did
1: yeah I want to hear from Joe if you had been what number one would you have been left at home alone and if so how would you have responded
6: well, I would have been left at home like normal because probably pretty just responsible and objective about how I went about my life at that age.
3: And <laughs> and it's the eighty it's the eighties, right? Right. So oh it's like, totally.
6: Yeah. Eight is like six. So Yeah. Uh you know, one, I don't think it would happen because I would have been first up making sure everybody else was gonna be there on time. That's still true in my life today. <laughs> Capable and competent, you know, one thing we can yeah. do is be on time. Uh Also, but if it did happen, I probably would have been like, man, it's kind of nice that the house is quiet because it was exhausting the night before. (laughs) People left me alone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is such an honest
5: comment.
1: That's so true. That's so true.
6: Yes. I love
0: it. The five finally gets his (laughs) peace and quiet.
6: (laughs) Yeah. Got all the rooms to explore by myself.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. Brandon. (laughs) what as as resident three here what would your experience be we'll be back after a quick break
0: moms it's here registration is open for enneagram for moms cohort yes from may 6th to may 13th you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same enneagram type plus with a certified enneagram coach leading the way wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom from your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yournegramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening, but when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at your forward slash cohorts. The groups start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90 minute sessions and there's eight of them. Plus you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today.
2: Well, I was while we're sharing our our childhood traumas. Um I growing up, I had this really strangely irrational fear at getting stuck somewhere when it was like closed. Mm -hmm. So like for example, like let's say we walk into Target and it's like um like they close at eight and I'm there at like seven (laughs) fifty. I like even to this day, I'm like, Oh, we gotta get out of here. They're gonna like lock us in. (laughs) Like I remember my mom would tell me that like when we went to Disney as a kid after the fireworks, you know, the park closes. And I'd be like, we have to leave. Like, we can't be here. Um, and so just being – the concept of being stuck somewhere is is super uh, terrifying for me. So I would super hate that. I don't know where that fear comes from. We can, we we can psychoanalyze that. that as me <laughs> as hey, Brenna, I'm going to send you some TikToks
5: because there's a TikTok guys who – try to stay in stores overnight
3: oh my word
5: so like they hide in different things at home depot at walmart uh, just to see what would happen
3: that's how harry and marv break into the toy store in new york city in part two they hide in the toy store duncan's toy chest they hide in there (laughs) (laughs) this is one of my theories about why kevin could possibly be an eight okay okay my, my middle child, Susanna, has on two occasions put her hand on the stomach of an adult and pushed back and challenged an adult physically. Like, mm. like one, at one point, like uh, one of our dearest friends, like the people that we trust and love and adore that are amazing, we're like ha- babysitting all three of our kids. And Susanna interpreted right. Children are wonderful observers and terrible mm-hmm. interpreters. Mm-hmm. Susanna interpreted that this 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 woman, who's our friend, was being unfair and mean to her little sister Georgie. And Susanna pushed the woman like this grown woman, right, like forty eight year old woman. Susanna pushes her and says, "You will not be mean to my sister." So mm-hmm. I, I just I think like Kevin's got a certain. Yeah, he's yeah. afraid. I mean, everybody's afraid, but he has this—he has this ability to like. I'm gonna. F- when those guys come back, I'll be ready. He says. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. stick mm-hmm. it to him, you know. So I think there's just a yeah. lot of, a lot of eight energy. Now yeah. we were speculating I think- earlier. But I want to hear your thoughts on this, Beth. But we were speculating earlier about what type Buzz is, and someone mm. uh, threw out that he could possibly be a six. And uh, Lydia's response was brilliant because. So there's no way Buzz is a six because A, he doesn't have that anxious energy, and B, his jokes are terrible. So (laughs) there's no way Buzz is a six, but I think Kevin could be an eight. What do you think about that, Beth?
0: Yeah, you know, I think Kevin uh, for sure could be an eight with more of a seven wing. I don't see a ton of nine energy there, Um, whereas I see, like, if he was a seven, I see pretty equal parts six and eight coming out, and then the five and the one, but... The eight, I think, is plausible because I okay, so you're gonna have to forgive me, Adam, because I'm not as up to date on all things <laughs> home alone. So you'll have to
3: no judge. But
0: doesn't he help the elderly man?
3: Well, the elderly man helps Kevin in the end, right, Abby? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yes.
4: Yeah. But, yeah. but, but Kevin there, also there, helps there, him with the with his granddaughter.
3: That's
1: right. And his son. So he tells him to repair the relationship. With the son. yeah. So,
0: and that's a very eight-like quality, you know, protector, justice. So, I think there is something because that's that's moving towards the two with the six. Could be, yeah. So, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm giving like, like if if he was an eight, I'm saying he's moving in that eight-two space Mm -hmm. where he's moving towards compassion and empathy and making sure that that relationship is protected and mended. But if we're sticking with the seven then yes, that would be definitely a loyalty, commitment, responsibility piece of the six. So I think both are very, very plausible. Though I see much more fun energy coming out of Kevin. I do too.
1: So is there anyone here who would (laughs) actually fight the robbers? No. No. Oh my gosh. No.
7: Absolutely Seven chiming in here. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Oh,
1: hello. Well, there we have it. Yeah. <laughs>
7: I'm listening to this conversation having quite mm-hmm. an internal dialogue right now because my family is actually choosing to go to North Carolina with um, my, to visit my nephew. And I'm, like, realizing as I'm saying this out loud, it's about to be on a podcast. So I'm, like, not going to tell anyone where I live. But (laughs) I'm realizing that I'm choosing to stay home alone as a 7. And I'm, like, this is terrifying. But I'm also thinking, yeah, I was, like, what preventative measures (laughs) do I need just in case? Yeah. You know, because my sweet little puppy is not going to get the job done. 17 pounds of cuteness. He's not going to protect me if anything goes down. But just that that reality of mm-hmm. a protectiveness. Because I think about in childhood when we were, we used to play a lot of soccer and do a lot of traveling. There was one situation in my childhood while playing sports and traveling all over the place that my parents actually left me at a gas station and like drove down the road and then realized and came back and got me. And I would say for probably 90% of the time that I was not with them, I didn't even notice because first off, there was no FOMO because I was busy looking (laughs) at the candy and what beverage to drink. And I was just distracted by this new and exciting (laughs) place I had never been before. But then I remember realizing I was alone. And of course, it's before cell phones. So you're just, like, standing there. I don't even think I knew my parents' phone number to, like, have someone call. Uh Thankfully, they came back and got me. But I just, I think about that and how whenever I go to the gas station now, I don't realize this, but I definitely abide (laughs) by a buddy system.
4: I would say... Real quick as a six, like I wouldn't fight them, but the booby mm-hmm. traps, a hundred percent. Like, yes, booby traps okay. are in I am a generation Goonie kid and booby okay. traps.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it about this movie that you and Adam specifically love? What is it?
3: It's home alone.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't enjoy this movie. Like oh, I, no. I I don't. Like I the first part. First of all, meanest people in the world are these parents. Like his, wait a minute. His, somebody in his family called him a that, jerk. That
3: was okay. That's what I was about to say. The parents are not mean. Uncle Frank is mean. How about that? How about that line yeah, be from beautiful. Uncle Frank? How about that line from Uncle Frank on the plane when he looks mm-hmm. at Catherine O'Hara's character and he says, "If it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses." That. I mean, this yeah, guy hor- has no horrible. no awareness, so no awareness at all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay and buzz the brother awful if if my children talk to each other that way i would not be happy Mm -hmm. me too
0: oh man Mm -mm.
1: but the whole booby trap thing it reminds me of like that um that kind of like abbott and costello humor which i think is so dumb little slapstick i do not get into it i hate it
4: good grief i'm not
1: huge on slapstick comedy
4: but like home alone is pristine um, it's every six like worst fear, but also like <laughs> the overcoming of it in such a hilarious way. Um, and like he handled business and I feel
1: like he took care of business. business. Yeah. yeah, he
3: did. He, he, oh. he turned into an assassin. <laughs> he, he, he had a ton of courage. He, mm-hmm. he uh, walked through his fear and then he, he overcomes and, and he, he's reunited with his family. So, uh, you know, and I think, I don't know what I would have done on it. I mean, who does? But as a six, you know, who uh, leans on all three subtypes, I mean, I could, I could see myself hiding and waiting for help. I could just praying in a closet and hiding. Like, I could see myself running, and I could see myself <laughs> fighting. So fight, flight, or freeze, right? I could see myself doing any of those things. <laughs> uh, and I, I, you know, especially in my younger days, I tend to lean more into that counterphobic, so I, I could, I don't know, you know, I might maybe, you know, try to get bigger than my fear and fight these, well, these idiots. And now that you've um, watched it mm-hmm. in your
0: professional movie, um, what is, what do what they call it? A critique? Critic? You now have uh-huh. all of the booby traps locked in your mind. So you are, you're ready to go. <laughs> you're ready.
3: I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, I'm ready to
2: go.
1: Brandon, <laughs> do you enjoy this movie, Brandon, yes. as a three?
2: I think it's a pretty fun movie. I I didn't grow up watching it. I watched it like more recently for the first time. And I fully understand after watching it, like knowing why it stands in like the halls of Christmas movie like mm-hmm. fame. Um, I think it deserves that spot. I, I think it's really yeah. good. You know, there's some Christmas movies that are are not so great, but like people love them. I think this is a really great like movie. Like Die Hard? I think, I don't know if I would. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> I've not seen died hard. No Christmas spirit. (laughs) That's awesome, Joe. I I think to the fighting thing. I I don't know if I would try to fight them. I would like to maybe think that I could use my like three powers of being really like winsome and and kind and persuasive to maybe like befriend the bad guys and convince them that they need to not attack my home. Um but but i can't i can't join sides with them i can't because you know because then that'd be bad but i could at least maybe steer them real
4: quick um brandon i would love your insight on this um we had mentioned in the thread earlier that a three would probably never be in the situation because a three wouldn't end up in the attic like a three would like (laughs) make it right and would never be in the attic to begin with do you agree yeah
2: yeah, I definitely agree. I'm also I lean more on my like self preservation, um, so I'm I'm very kind of I, I look a lot like a one a type one. So a lot of like I really want to be like a good boy, <laughs> and so yeah, I would not want to have anyone like be on to be on anyone's bad side. So yes,
3: you mean you would have never spoken to your mother <laughs> the way Kevin speaks to his. Well, his mom wouldn't <laughs> have allowed
5: it. I
2: dare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: you yeah. guys know his mom, right? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you one thing. I dare, I, I uh, do not want to be in the room if my children speak to my wife that way. Uh, oh holy my God. smokes! Um, <laughs> hey, so you, 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 since you, you know, and I don't want to take the conversation anywhere where it doesn't, where we don't want to go. But I just, I have to say, since Abby, you mentioned the thread. Yes, we were talking earlier about uh, this this movie and I feel like Lydia who is our, uh, another six on our team, she deserves to be uh, mentioned here. She's had some great insights and Abby, you jump in and, and everybody jump in, but here's some, there's some things that Lydia said, you know, we have, we, I don't know if we've talked a lot about a type one, but Lydia said, if you're a type one, there'd be no movie because immediately a type one would wake <laughs> up and turn themselves into the police because they feel so guilty for making their parents disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it movie over you know because the guilt of like i wished my parents away and and they and they went away like it happened so yeah i don't know what you what you guys think about that a type two would never would never wish for their parents to disappear
0: well mm. and i mean can you imagine the re- the feeling of re- being rejected i mean talk about i mean the, that mm. that a tube may not ever come back from that <laughs> being true. being put in that's the attic yeah, And then forgotten.
3: Joe, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because Lydia said that a type five would have the best traps drawn out, like the best plans.
6: So the difference is one, we would have called the, got the police there a lot sooner, right? Because that's mm-hmm. just objectively smart on, on a, a number of numbers. That's what I experienced when I watch movies. I'm like, didn't right. I just like think that, you know, there was oh, a different path. But anyways, it's supposed to be fun, so we can go with it. Uh, no, the traps would be just a little bit Better and maybe take out the Joe robbers. wants to improve so it. I head? like this. <laughs> that's, that's a big <laughs> wow. Like, so they're gonna go down the
0: stairs and they're not <laughs> coming back <laughs> up the
3: stairs if they
6: go man. on the oh, man. Love it.
0: What did Lydia say about fours? Did she have anything? <laughs> no, she. You know, we we, we were just
3: like, would a four hmm. like, just like, I mean, curl up and cry? Like, what 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 what, what do you do if you're a type four in this situation? I mean, come on, like. You you've got to feel so misunderstood and so alone and uh, mm-hmm. I mean what do you do you oh, know yeah. I mean do you do what Kevin does do you do you turn on movies and make mm-hmm. yourself a bunch of ice cream mm-hmm. and or is that is that what a seven does I mean I'm I don't, I'm not sure
0: but, well yeah like you're right like you would feel so misunderstood and tragically flawed yes. that you were left behind yes
1: it would
3: be devastating
0: sure. I, I mean in the attic I mean, I'll be honest as a type nine like literally you you couldn't get any worse than this like this would like put the nail in the coffin. My presence literally does not matter because my entire family is now in Europe and I'm here.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I even wonder if the six when put in the attic for the night would have already thought through, what if they forget me in the morning? Like they could get up and go, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Okay. Well, this has been a great discussion is there anything, Beth McCord, that you would like to say to wrap this discussion up?
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so as a nine, I'm just gonna let everyone know that I would not leave any of y'all behind. Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Everyone's presence matters. Yes. I mean, I mean, but in all seriousness, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so terrible. Um But yeah, I mean, I think we all matter. We all have gifts. And I think it's, these kind of topics are fun because it really does show how each of us would respond differently. I mean, I'd be like, no, I'm out. Just kind of like the zombie apocalypse. Like, Mm -hmm. nah, not going to fight robbers. That's not going to (laughs) happen. But I love Christina's, you know, gut response real Mm -hmm. quickly is like, yeah, I would, you know, I mean, and that kind of goes more into what we were saying about being a seven Mm -hmm. with an eight wing, probably a little bit more than an eight with a seven wing. Um. Because like you said, Angie, being an eight, like, I would be scared, you know? And I think there's something about that seven reframing that keeps things like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I got this. You know, I can do this. Um... And so, but, you know, I think it's fun to kind of take a stab at all these things. And it just shows us that we all can enter in the same situation, the same space, but we're going to see it differently. We're going to have different strengths and weaknesses. And that's why, you know, for me, it's so important that we all see the body of Christ, that we need each other. We need to lean on each other. We need to utilize Hmm. one another. And so for this Christmas holiday, let's do just that. Let's not leave each other behind <laughs> but stay focused on one another love each other well and have a great christmas
4: if I, christina's um having some mic problems but if i can just say mm-hmm. she sent me a text she just wants you to know that she feels redeemed <laughs> because she <laughs> died so early in the zombie episode That's yes. taking this place as kevin as That's a seven awesome. she's yes. very
1: happy for that i love it hey, I love it.
3: if if we want if we really want to connect this uh let's be honest here we all have a little yep. Kevin in the attic that needs some help. So, That's you, true. you 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 could if you listen if you really you know pay attention to what's going on in your soul, you may get activated around the holidays. Um and so I think that's a great word to end on, Beth. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin when he grows up is going to need an Enneagram <laughs> yes, coach yes. to help him get unstuck <laughs> and move forward. So Kevin, if you're listening, go to myenneagramcoach.com. Yeah, It's fine an Enneagram coach yes. and help us help get Kevin out of the attic. Uh, that's
4: it. That's Merry it. Merry Christmas. Thanks everybody.
1: Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Bye. Yeah.